There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I am Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes. I'm joined by Titans beat writer Eric Bacharach. And we are at Nissan Stadium in the wake of a 34-17 to loss uh, for the Titans to the Indianapolis Colts. Thursday night game, big game in the AFC South. Didn't go uh, didn't go the way the Titans wanted, Eric. No, and, and they had a lead at halftime, Gentry. And then, you know, that third quarter, it really uh, all started to unravel, especially, namely, on special teams and really defensively throughout, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers and the Colts offense, you know, basically did whatever they want against this Titans defense that continues to struggle. You know, I think it's pretty clear that last week's performance against the Bears was an aberration, not a turning point, just based on what we saw here today. The road only gets more difficult uh, or stays as difficult as it's been with the Ravens and the Colts after them. You know, so so there's uh, some time here for the Titans to sort of look themselves in the mirror. A, a lot of problems to address. Uh, you know, the special teams issues um, at the top of that list. When you, when you sort of look at the punting situation, we'll see if, you know, when Brett Kern is able to get back. But Stephen Koskowski conti- continues to miss field goals as well. You know, the Titans have had some problems this season, Gentry, that just have not gone away and have not been corrected. And, uh, you know, tonight, Thursday, um, they're out in full force once again. This one felt like a turning point kind of game to me, only because you're you're now nine games into the season. And after a while, you just have to say you are who you are. You're not going to get a lot better (laughs) – and the weaknesses are what they are. This, this team has struggled mightily on defense. They still are. Uh, the defense, uh, the special teams has continued to be shaky, and the offense has been good, but it hasn't always been good enough to overcome those other issues. And to be sitting here nine games into the season and still talking about the same things over and over, you got to at some point just conclude this is what they are. And I think the Titans, as I wrote after the game, I think the Titans have kind of shown us who they are and it's time to believe them. I don't think we, we have a lot this year. I think we were kind of, you know, deterred by the results. I I think that was, you know, a lot of their problems all along have been kind of shielded by the fact they've been able to pull out some games. Maybe they shouldn't have uh, with some heroic stuff late in the game, but this, you know, we've kind of known all along this was a flawed team. I think the facade started to go a little bit there in Cincinnati, and I think it completely went tonight. This was a bad loss against a team that is positioned to make things very, very difficult on the Titans by winning the division. And at this point, Eric, I don't see how anyone can watch these two teams, could have watched these two teams play tonight and not viewed the Colts as a better team they were in all areas. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. And then, you know, the Titans have to play them again in two weeks. And, you know, I don't think either of us are going to hesitate in picking the Colts in that one just based on what we saw. And, and you know, I agree. I, I feel like a lot of, especially in special teams, you know, it's it's kind of easy to assign a lot of the issues, the field goal kicking, some of the mistakes elsewhere in special teams um, as kind of fluky. But, you know, when they keep happening, it, it, it comes to a certain point, as you kind of just mentioned, that, this is kind of who they are. And I think getting Brad Kern back whenever he's available, um, you know, the, the, the punting situation should hopefully resolve itself. But this field goal kicking thing obviously is not going away. Uh, Guskowski has now missed eight kicks this season. 
He's 12 for 20 on the year. This after the Titans went eight for 18 last season, you know, just something that, that will not go away for the Titans. Um, you know, the field goal that he missed tonight, you know, would have pulled the Titans to within a touchdown uh, late, you know, relatively late in the game. And then, you know, they would have been positioned to have a chance, but, but no, no dice there. And, you know, as you mentioned, the offense, uh, you know, the passing offense was kind of blah tonight. That That's kind of what I wrote in my report card. It, it's, you know, funny because they came out and, and Gentry early in the game, we were talking about the Titans potentially um, coming down, scoring two touchdowns and, and running away with it. Um, but then you had to drop by A.J. Brown on the Titans' second possession. You know, that was an easy drop that he had or an easy catch that he dropped, excuse me you know, that likely would have been a touchdown. The Colts come back and, and kind of seize the momentum from there. You know, the Titans had a, a flawless first drive, but that, you know, shortly after it, you know, that became, you know, a, a very distant thought with with how the rest of the offense performed throughout the game. So um, it's, it's a situation where the Titans have sort of leaned on the offense to bail them out, and it's it's finally caught up to them in full force. We saw it you know, uh, a couple times earlier this season, we saw it again tonight. And, you know, the special teams issues just are not going away. No, that the, the first throw to A.J. Brown, his only reception of the game, <laughs> was the longest play of the night for the Titans offense, was 21 yards. Yeah, it's hard and, to believe. Yeah, they didn't have another one um, that long for the entire game. Uh, you know, the Colts, I'm not going to say they're they're a complete team, but they're a lot more complete than the Titans are. Their defense is very good and – you kind of knew coming into this, the Colts defense was good, a lot like the Bears last week, but the difference is the Colts offense has a lot more punch than the Bears did, certainly when they came in here. And, and I think, you know, if you look at the Steelers, to me, are they're a complete team. The Colts are getting to be a complete team. They're starting to play better with Phillip Rivers. You're seeing an upside to this. The Titans are just not. They're not a complete team. Their defense is not good enough right now to, to go win and make a run in the playoffs. It's just not. If you can remember last year when they beat the Patriots and the Ravens, the defense played outstanding in those games, or at least kept them off the board and did enough. They're not even close to that right now. And if anything, they're going the wrong direction. It's been consistently bad. And the one thing that's, that's bailed them out on occasion gentry is, is turnovers. And when they don't get them, you've got nights like this where, you know, there's nothing to sort of mask all the defensive shortcomings. So yeah, you know, I think, again, it, the road doesn't get easier from here. Now you've got to go to Baltimore, and then after that you have to go to Indy. I think having, you know, 10 days off in between games is is something of a silver lining because maybe a Dory Jackson is is ready to come back. Um, you know, by the time the Titans have to go to Baltimore, you've got a chance to get healthy elsewhere, you know, so that so that so that is something of a saving grace. But you know, even even if the Dory's back, even if they're fully healthy, is that going to you know drastically turn things around for this defense that's been consistently bad all season? You know, at this point, uh, th- there's nothing to su- suggest so. I, I think that the most that, that's kind of the alarming thing because last season, yeah, they're six and three right now, and last season they they were in a much more difficult spot this time of the year. But there was a lot of upside with Tannehill coming in and, and playing well. They finally figured out, hey, we give the ball to Derrick Henry a whole lot, and it's, it's going to go pretty well. You could see it trending up toward the end of last season. They started playing a lot better. You know, I kind of get the sense they may have maxed out a little bit so far this year. If the defense doesn't start playing a lot better very quickly, this could turn in a hurry. Uh, going to Baltimore is not – 
going to be easy by any stretch. And I think we can safely assume the Ravens are going to be up to play the Titans after what happened in the playoffs last year. Yep. Then you have to go to Indy and play a team that just whipped you on in your own stadium. I mean, six and five looks right around the corner and it's just hard to see what can happen to make that better. You know, Derrick Henry had 103 rushing yards tonight. Um, he, that's a couple, you know, for a few weeks in a row now, he's done pretty well. I mean, it's, they're getting him involved. They're doing the things that in the past allowed them to win games and it doesn't work when your defense is terrible and that's just where they are. Right now. Yeah. Even though Henry is getting a hundred yards that the Titans are not in any way sort of dictating the pace, dictating the tempo that that's all, you know, the opposing team with, especially with Phil Rivers, his release time tonight reminded me a lot of what we saw with Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers here a couple of weeks ago you know, just picking apart the defense and, you know, the, the pass rush really not having much of a chance just because of how quick Rivers was getting rid of the ball, you know, so I think there's got to be adjustments. There's got to be changes made on this defense. And, you know, I, I don't know if they, if they have the unit to do it at this point, Gentry. No. And if you look back at other than the bills game, which was a weird setup and how it all went down on a Tuesday night. I mean, even the games they won, they never really, dominant they never really enforced their will on anybody they just kind of held on and then made plays offensively at the very end you know we kind of said all along Eric we've been talking about each week that that's not sustainable it's 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 exciting and it's it's fun to watch but it's not the way that teams that truly have a chance to do something special win games Mm -hmm. and if you remember late last season they go to Oakland and blow out the Raiders they go you know, there were a couple of other performances that were, were really good. And I, I don't, I just don't know if they have that gear. It's, it's hard to win games when you can't stop people and you can't get off the field. And to be honest, the Colts did whatever they wanted. If they played four more quarters tonight, I don't think they would have been a lot different. And that's, that's discouraging for the Titans, given that I think a good measuring stick for them is certainly your division rival. They were mm-hmm. supposed, to, supposed to be a little better than the Colts and clear. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, Gentry, I think, uh, you know, another night and seven season at this point wouldn't surprise me. Uh, just looking ahead, you've got the Ravens, you've got the Colts. Then after that, you've got the Browns at home. Then you've got two games that are, are very much winnable in Jacksonville and Detroit. But then you finish your season at Green Bay and in Houston. You know, th- those are all tough games. And, and just, again, to reiterate your point with the way the defense is playing, I, you know, I wouldn't feel confident in any of them. Because again, you're leading on your offense to score thirty plus <clears throat> thirty plus points every single game, and that's that's just not a recipe for success in the NFL. Something has to change. Yeah, and and really, I don't know that we really learned that much new in this game. These are all issues that they've had all season. Then maybe you, you you make a decision with the punter that right doesn't learn that out. Trevor Daniel is not it's not that good. No, but a really protection was an issue. Sure. You know, the previous week. Now, you know, he, he missed a punt pretty badly right before that, but it, it wasn't going well. And, yeah, they miss Brett Kern. They do. But, um, you know, I, I, I just don't know. You know, maybe a Dory Jackson makes a difference. You never know. I mean, you get guys out there that, that you know, right now you're playing an undrafted free agent in Brayon Borders who's done okay. But, I mean, really, what can you expect from a guy who – Right. And, and that is a big difference there, Borders to Jackson – and again, you have the 10 days between games now where, you know, Jackson was just activated off IR. So, you know, the Titans expect him back at some point. If you could get him back for, 
for in time for Baltimore. That that's a pretty timely debut for Jackson. We'll see. You know that that's kind of been the silver lining on the horizon for the Titans all season. But you know, it just as as each week unfolds, and you know, as as the same deficiencies show themselves, it, it just becomes less likely to me that that one player is going to make that dramatic a difference. But we'll see. Well, and I think you make a good point. I mean, like you're in the NFL, you're going to get exposed eventually. Your your weaknesses, they're going to figure you out. And I think the Titans got by on you know, smoke and mirrors a little bit. I, I think they did early in the season, you know, some really good offensive performances when it mattered most, but you never really felt like they were that great. And, you know, I think the Bengals game exposed it a little bit. And I think this game exposed it a lot. Now they got 10 days to figure it out, Gentry. And uh, as you said, the Ravens are, you know, absolutely. This was a game to me that I was, I was surprised it was not on prime time just based on, you know, what was said after last year's uh, divisional round game and uh, just sort of the way the Titans went in there and, and shocked the world. But now the Ravens have a chance for revenge and the Titans, you know, uh, have 10 days to figure out how to not let that happen. We'll see. Yep, we'll see. Uh, all right, well, that'll do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcast. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Bacharach, I'm Gentry Estes. Thanks for listening. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.